What's going on everybody? Mothman here. And Pope brought me back for the first time in a really long time to tell you guys to uh, make sure that you're exercising caution when you're listening to podcasts. Macabre Masters is a completely uncensored podcast. So you're liable to run into a lot of different subjects and situations while listening to this, including violence, death, suicide, sex, sexual assault, murder, pretty much anything on the board that you can possibly think of is mentioned in this podcast. If any of these things are triggering for you, then we advise that you do not listen to the podcast and we do not judge you for it. We love you. We want you to be well and we think you're great. So um, if those things don't bother you though, we hope that you enjoy the podcast very much. And uh, hey guys, can you bring me back for the outro, please? I'd really appreciate it. Guys? Beth? Nick? that said uh we probably should do some recording have you been uh how's obs looking nick oh i've been recording for nine minutes 24 seconds and we're pretty good you know that was recorded without my consent that's illegal well here in georgia here in georgia it's a one-party consent law i don't know how it goes across state lines (laughs) so i live in colorado where women still have rights and stuff and uh, you actually have to agree to consensual non-consent here oh my gosh (laughs) How does it work over the internet then? Because if I if I'm in Georgia and it's a one party consent law and I'm I'm the one who hit record, I'm totally good with it. Well, let's go to court and find out. Legal aid will can do a whole thing about it on YouTube. It'll be great. <laughs> go sue each other on. Uh, go Bro. sue each other. Split the winnings. <laughs> It'll go to our Patreon. Exactly. It's like. It's like we can have people dial in like American Idol. Like, who do you want to win this case? <laughs> you have to actually like get an eight hundred number that you're gonna put in the back of like the thrifty nickel. Oh, everyone would call one eight 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 Hell Satan. No one like, would pick us, Pope. <laughs> it just be you're, one You're side. absolutely correct <laughs> on that. You're absolutely correct. And you know what? That's that's good. It's a subversion of privilege. Okay, I'm cool with this. I'll be fine. Either way, I win. But either I win money or I win morality. So either way, we'll we'll be good. Um, with that said, uh, shall we? Yeah, we're yeah, one, sure. two, three, fuck. All right, so yeah, we'll do the sync. Um, and then from there, I'll, I'll go ahead and get us into this. Uh, guys, it doesn't have to be a long episode. It's a fucking ghost story. Um, just to work us back into getting into the doing the whole thing. And then from there, we can uh, start talking about the good shit like hellraiser all right so uh let's not do the new halloween unless we want to spend the whole time bashing it (laughs) did you uh did you guys listen to my review of stephen king's fairy tale book i haven't not yet yet. i haven't had time but i plan on it actually morgan wanted to listen to it too you you don't have to listen to it obviously if you don't want to but what i will say about it is like i went into the review expecting to because i script them um those the the quick lits are scripted and so um, I went into it expecting to give it a moderately positive review. But by the time I got done with the script, it actually was an ultra negative review where I was just like, man, f- 
fuck <laughs> Stephen King for releasing this bullshit. Dang, like, I had heard interesting stuff about it. I listened to another podcast where they do D and D, and it's all the college humor pe- uh, people. And they got sponsored by Audible, and that was like the the one that they were pushing was uh, his dark fantasy book. <laughs> nah, the the big flaw with that book is that um the character, the main character, is perfect. He's just absolutely perfect. He has no flaws. He's just he just like you can predict the whole book from like three paragraphs in. And uh, so if you're listening and you haven't heard Pope's like fairy tale review, we suggest you go check it out yeah. and tell us if Stephen King sucks. Yeah, and if you're a Stephen King fan and you think I'm an asshole, tell me on a five-star review. Okay, <laughs> so let's do our sink-in, and then we'll go. I mean, you know, out of the two crowds, it could possibly be people who agree with me and sane people. Um, you know? <laughs> um, so, all right, uh, and I wasn't doing that just to be subversive. Like, it honestly really annoyed me because Stephen King, I mean, he wrote The Stand. You know what I mean? Like, uh. anyway, enough of that. Um, that wasn't even meant to go in the recording. So, uh, we'll do our, we'll do our sync. And then from there we'll uh, go into this. So it's been a month. Okay. Got to get myself hyped up. Okay. Don't want to, don't want to pull a Jimmy pop in that music video way too early. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to send it to you guys. There's, there's kids on the thing. This is, it's there. It's out there. Okay, um, go, go look at it on mommy and daddy time. All right, uh, so uh, sync now. All right, one, one, two, two, three, fuck. fuck. <laughs> mommy and daddy time. What the fuck am I? That was uh, okay, all right, uh, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Macabre Masters. Uh, I'm Pope, your humble servant, and of course I'm hanging out with my awesome homies, uh, Original Nick and Beth McCop Hemstress. Um, we uh, we're back, like uh, Slim Shady, um, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. So we're gonna talk about the Grudge, but before we get into that, how are you guys doing tonight? Having a good one so far this morning? I mean, it's it's pretty interesting uh, lately. Uh, I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to be back. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened though. Uh, so Evan, it's like it cancels out. <laughs> Death, deaths in the family, plural. Well, one was a pet, one's a grandparent, and now I'm happy to be back here. And then I got a nice, nice new title at work. Uh, <laughs> sous chef. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> sous on sous chef Nicholas. <laughs> sous chef Nicholas. It's very stressful, and I actually. <laughs> I keep trying to leave food service, but I always get stuck in food service. What is yeah, well, that's how I ended do? up doing like 20 years oh. in food service. Like, because you just always end up back in yeah. it. Yeah. I worked at CC's Pizza. CC's <laughs> Pizza doesn't even count. What? No Dude, way. They were, look, CC's Pizza was the thing that got me out of food service for life. I joined the military directly out of CC's, if that says anything about CC's. Wow. <laughs> I'd rather get shot at than work pizza. That's fair. <laughs> The reason, though, was because, like, I remember it made such an impression on me. I was 19. And what happened was um, this, my manager, you know, and you're supposed to, like, aspire to be the manager. You know what I mean? But he was, like, so stressed out, like, over pizza. Like, I'm like, he's like, we need more pizzas. We need more pizzas. We need more pizzas. I'm like, bro, it is fucking pizza. Okay, pizza is supposed to be a universal good. It is supposed to make you happy. It is apparently making you sad. You should join the army with me. Okay. <laughs> Fuck this. 
And uh, I did I didn't work food service again wow. after that. So uh, I mean, there definitely is a difference between like CCs and other like more fast food services than like sit down restaurants or bar food and stuff like that too. Like there's nuance to the different types of restaurants mm-hmm. there are in food service. Well, maybe one day I'll I'll re- find my destiny of working at a <laughs> no high class pizza place. No, this needs to take off so I can get out of here. <laughs> no, just like a super nice like sit down diner like. You know, old school family diner. That's all I want. But that serves booze. It'll be fine. I think I think that sounds like an awesome gig. You know what I mean? Listen Donate to, cool to the Patreon so I can get out of being a chef. <laughs> exactly. Please. Let's wait, wait. But you're you're a sous chef. You're not just a chef. You're a sous chef. That sounds super important. I know nothing about cooking or food. Sous like, chef is really like you like get to do whatever the other chefs above you don't want to do but you don't necessarily yes, have to do the worst shit in the kitchen uh, yeah i don't have to do the paperwork but i do everything else in the kitchen we yeah. don't have we don't have the video but i got contact dermatitis from wearing gloves so i got red bumpy <laughs> hands <laughs> that's so ridiculous aquaphor 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 yeah 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 <laughs> all i'm saying is red bumpy hands when you're preparing food might not be uh nah, that's normal when you got it's from well, the powder, tell them to get non-powdered gloves. And oh, it'll we, help we with have that non-powdered tissue. nitrile gloves. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, like, but aquaphor on your hands, it'll yeah. help keep that shit from drying it out so bad. Nick's just a sensitive soul and, that and tip, a sensitive body. That, uh... That's all it is. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, Beth? Uh, it's been busy, really, really, really busy. There is a lot going on here at Camp Donut, and uh, a lot more getting ready to happen. I'm going to go to my first embalming labs and like eight days or nine days or something 10 days i don't know something like that on the 24th and so like i've been just doing school and kids and getting ready for winter here where you know like we spend the whole summer getting ready for winter it's like crunch time now because it'll start getting really cold soon so there's just been a lot going on and then school has been like super intense lots of reading yeah well uh the good news is uh is uh all the all of our fans who simp for bath um mm. they're gonna be jealous of a corpse in a few weeks so that's gonna be fun um Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> is that even a thing really i, I don't I, know I, how, I, how i feel about that i mean you know like i'm sure I we mean, have i'm sure we have beth stands in the in the we got to you know <laughs> that what i mean <laughs> Yeah. I mean, my chest tight. Like, <gasps> makes no, it makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever for that not to be the case. Uh, Nick, Nick simps too. Uh, uh, we'll exempt Pope <laughs> from this, but uh, I'm sure you guys have. You guys take all the sense out. You know. Anyway, yeah, um, but with all that said, guys, um, good times. Um, so we are going to talk about the Grudge today. Now, uh, this episode has been in the plannings pretty much since fucking Christ was crucified. So. Um, I don't know how it's gonna go because yeah, you know these kids these kids sat down and, and watched that stuff a little bit earlier, but me, I watched it like six years ago because of like the episode that we were supposed to be making. So <laughs> I don't even know if I remember it. I just remember people crawling on the floor with, with really, really fucking white wow. faces. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because in the Japanese version, I don't know about the new one, the the Americanized versions. And Japanese version, the ghosts look like they just got done seeing a ghost. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, like, all right, yeah, just, just like <laughs> you guys can't see the video, but that's what they look like. They look, you know, I would say that it's probably kind of an appropriate way to explain it too. Like in the American, yeah. well, in the 2004 version, anyway. I haven't seen the new 2020 version yet. Uh, it was too expensive. It, I didn't. 
<laughs> I didn't yeah, buy it. Yeah, word. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. <laughs> it's getting weird out there, guys. Like they're re they remade Dead Space and they're re-releasing, and that bitch is seriously seventy dollars on PS5. I'm like, <laughs> oh dog. I played this game on Xbox 360. Get out of here. But anyway, so that's neither here nor there. Um, point being, um, all right. So I guess the easiest and fastest, uh, the best place to start would be to um, simply ask. Uh, we all watched something different. So I watched the original Japanese version called. Um, please forgive me if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but uh, Juon. Um, and then Nick watched the series on Netflix, or at least part of it. Yeah, I'm halfway then, through Juon Origins. And then Beth watched the 2004 sarah michelle geller uh yeah. version of the movie so uh sarah michelle geller in the shower of course uh i should have watched that version but uh <laughs> i wanted to watch the japanese version because uh the japanese uh people tend to make scarier stuff uh and i'm a weenie so i don't know why i wanted that either i just don't understand <laughs> anything guys i'm a very conflicted person anyway point being what was your impressions like what, what did you guys think of the ones you watched I'm gonna let Nick go ahead and go first because I thought he had some really interesting points from this the one like the the origins yeah. one honestly and like I think most people have seen the Sarah Michelle Gellar version so I'd like to mm -hmm. hear some different perspective kind of first. So I will I will have to put uh, major content warnings. I don't know if you want me to talk about the whole thing now or just like my first impressions. Hey Nick, uh, we we put that disclaimer on the front of every episode. Okay, okay, good. Okay, good. I don't listen to I don't listen to our stuff anymore. I need to. <laughs> I'll start re-listening. Re Pope's editing fucking sucks. Well, I mean... <laughs> kidding, 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 kidding. We're all busy people. I get it. Go ahead. Tell us about you on Origins. You mean tell you the whole thing or just like it's not like what I thought Did of you the it? Whole thing? It's your sure, podcast, sure. Nick. Okay, okay. Say, say everything. Spill the beans. Spill the tea, sis. So this is spoilers, obviously. It came out in 2020. There are six episodes, but I only watched three of them because... I don't have all the time in the world, and I wanted to watch something other than the 2004, because that's the one I have on DVD, and I was like, hmm, I don't want to rent the new one, and I don't want to watch the original Japanese got the Pope's doing. So I saw that they had the Netflix series, and I was like, wow, this looks very interesting, and boy was I correct. It is extremely dark, extremely heavy. Uh, Beth watched the first episode along with me. And it has some very dark themes. Just in the first episode, there are... Um, so it's more than sexual assault. It is actual rape. You can bleep that out if you need to. It is it is uh, actual rape. There is a child who is stolen, is getting beaten. There is... Um, obviously, there's the, the girl, the, or the woman, they call her. She is extremely terrifying. In the second episode, we have child abuse, but this time it's from a parent. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And then uh, family uh, uh, matricide, I guess, when you kill your mom. <laughs> There's yeah, matricide. Yeah. Um, there is, well, he she had someone kill her. It gets really t tangled up. Um, and then we have um, a kid dying just straight up dying in the hospital. It is so crazy. I don't know what it has to do with Juon because everyone sees a ghost. Is is that how it is in all the other ones? Is there's other ghosts or is it just the one little boy who's like crawling down the stairs backwards? So in, in Juon, um, it was basically the premise was that uh, there was a house. Yes. Okay. That, um, there was a violent murder that took place. A guy uh, murdered his, his wife or his girlfriend or something. And so, 
and then I guess the sun as well. There was a sun. Um, and so what happens is, is, and I'll, I'll get a little bit more into it later because okay. there's like reasons why I'm kind of unclear on it. But um, basically what happens is everybody who essentially, I guess, like comes in contact with the house or one of the spirits ends up haunted after yeah. that. So um, it's so, for example, um, there's a social worker um, that's probably Sarah Michelle Geller's uh, character in the 2004 one that goes there because she's checking up on somebody and she comes in contact with it and suddenly she's haunted. And then there's a group of girls who are up there like smoking cigarettes and just, you know, just being teenage girls and then they're haunted by it. And then what happens is they uh, die and then they haunt their friend who also, so it kind of, it's a little bit like COVID like, you know what I mean? If you're in the general (laughs) area and somebody fucking sneezes, you're going to see a ghost. All right. So, So, yeah, that's, I guess that's essentially what is exactly happening here in Juon Origins. Um, there is a house, um, and anyone who comes in contact with it is haunted, and they they die and they become the ghost. I think they just are really with the budget, just going all out because um, it follows a bunch of, I want to say like vignettes. There's like a ton of different plot lines, and they're all over the place right now. I'm not done yet, like. I don't even know because um, there's a it's the the main ghost lady is a woman and it looks like she has a baby in her hands and she keeps trying to pass off this baby off to everyone that she sees. Um, the initial guy that is uh, who like first dies from it. He wanted to buy a house for uh, him and his fiance when they got married. Uh, that was mistake number one, I guess, <laughs> is trying to go to the house Um the realtor didn't tell me there was some murder in there because I'm not there yet and they didn't show the murder yet. And he ends up dying and he has the face that Pope did that you can't see <laughs> uh, in the video. He did a, It looked like uh, it's like a, a less scary version of the rings face, maybe. Uh, yeah, that girl well, in the, the closet. Ring at the end, Samara's face yeah. at the very end wasn't even scary. Like it just no. looks stupid. <laughs> She's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, she looked like fucking like she looked like the Cookie Monster or some shit. You know, she comes out of the thing, her hair is in her face. You're like, oh my god, this is so scary. You know, what's this girl gonna look like when her hair comes? You know, when her hair is moved, and then she looks like fucking like she looks like Rocky after he got his fucking ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like, like it was. So that one, but yeah, I feel you. I de- she looks more like Samara before she okay, went yeah. into Cookie Monster mode. In my, <coughs> I think I forgot to mention this all takes place in nineteen. The first two episodes are nineteen ninety eight or nineteen eighty eight, and then we jump to nineteen ninety four and then nineteen ninety five, respectively, uh, in episodes two and three. So right now I'm in nineteen ninety five when I was born. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know how to really explain it. It is a simple concept then if we dumb it down to there is a house and if you go into that house, you're going to be haunted. Yeah. Yeah. There's a house in New Orleans (laughs) they call the Rising Sun. (laughs) It's 100% true. I feel like I just rambled on, but that's how the show kind of presents itself. Um, it's not very highly rated. It does have plot lines that jut all over the place. One minute you're following. Uh, actually, at first, like, Sarah came in at one point and she goes, why is she with this guy? And I was like, well, he raped her, but then she had him kill her mom. 
and now they're married and they have a kid together and then the kid just died and i was like yep that's one plot line so like far you? <laughs> yeah that was one plot line the other plot line was the uh engaged couple but there's a paranormal investigator who's writing stories um and so she's like trying to help him find the house now uh what other plot lines are there oh sheesh i don't know i think that's the two main ones right now but yeah it's just all over the place so in the japanese version in juan of the original one um the uh i guess what i'll do is i'll start with the positives and then i'll go into the negatives because there are negatives and stuff that i just didn't personally like very much about it i thought overall it was a solid film but it's just there's some stuff so the first one is um you guys might be surprised out there in podcast land to learn that i actually am really creeped out by the supernatural um it's something that's come up a few times in the podcast in relation to certain demonical forces that were in certain films um but I just uh, am just really creeped out by it. And so one thing I liked is in the original, and I don't know if it was in the other ones because I didn't see him, but um, the one of the girls is haunted. She actually, um, she goes nuts. And the reason she goes nuts is because um, she goes crazy because um, she's being haunted. And so she like basically takes her room and like covers up, boards up her windows and everything else to try to keep these spirits out. And you don't really know why she did it until later on somebody else comes over and they're basically like, hey, I'm concerned about you. You need some light in this room. They rip away the newspaper and then you see the girls standing out there that are haunting her. Right. So that is actually why the supernatural creeps me out so much is because like a serial killer, you have a chance of getting away from, you know, just seriously headbutt them in the face. And, you know, and hopefully that helps. And sometimes obviously people die. But, you know, you at least have a fighting chance. But a spirit, like, you can't get away from. And so Juan actually really captures that feeling really well. There is no getting away from it. You will go nuts uh, if you're just constantly haunted. And so um, every character that really was in the movie was at some point haunted. And so they had to deal with that. And um, it's for guys like me who are terrified of that kind of thing. Uh, it actually wasn't a very positive movie because everybody ended up freaking dying. Um, <clears throat> but I thought they did it really well. The second thing is that Juon was, um, it was released a while back. It was not a new movie. I don't remember the exact year. 1998. But, uh, 1998. Thank you. So it didn't have like all the effects of like the kind of newer stuff. And um, my wife actually explained to me, by the way, the, the the when people are walking down the stairs and stuff and all that creepy stuff, what they'll do is a lot of times they'll get contortionist and then they'll play with the frame rate and that's how they'll make them look all creepy. But uh, in this one, basically the woman in Juan, she basically just crawled on her belly. Like she low crawled, like she was in the army, you know, trying to get under barbed wire. And, um, but she did it very creepily very like slinkily like a snake a little bit it was like with it their was, elbows up kind of more and like uh, yeah, it was like absolutely. yeah exactly it was like her hands like she was like yeah like that so low crawls are on here so she was like kind of like that on her hands but um they had a lot of really cool like creepy moments that i thought were really interesting like um somebody sleeping and they wake up and then her head, her she's just looking down on them, and just her eyes are just perpetually open. And then um, she like uh, this girl like goes in her room and she lifts up her blanket, and old girl's underneath it. Like that's creepy, okay? Like, and it's just a 
a, a woman with a white face, you know what I mean? With a blank look on her face with hair in her eyes, you know, like, but it's effective for what it is. And I think it's really, really creepy. Um, I think they did it right. Um, as far as uh, negatives, though, um, one thing I've noticed, and it seems kind of like Nick, like the series also does this as well. It really freaking annoys me. In American movies, if you have time skips or time jumps, mm -hmm. then generally speaking, what we'll do is we'll help the audience out with a little bit of subtitle action. You know, it'll, it'll say Los Angeles, 1984, New York, 1999, right? The Japanese version just did those time skips back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, never told you what was happening. So a character that had died earlier, suddenly back alive again. <laughs> um a person who you don't know what happened to is suddenly all good and then like it's just like um and is and i've noticed this in a lot of japanese media like tatiana really likes this anime called made in abyss and they do the same thing like they'll kill a character and then go back and explain why that character is important and i just don't agree with that timing i think i think it makes more sense to tell a linear story um but uh aside from that like it was mm -hmm. very creepy i mean it didn't like keep me up at night or anything like that but definitely definitely creepy stuff uh, the, uh listen guys women with long hair on their faces uh they're just creepy i mean so all my women homies out there like you know if you want to creep me out you know how to do it now <laughs> so have fun beth Sorry, so I'm sitting here. I'm actually looking. I want to correct myself. Firstly, it was 2002, not 1998. Oh, wow. um, so an interesting thing is that uh, Jew on the Grudge, which was released in a Los Angeles um, Film Festival Screen Fest in 2002, was actually directed and written by the same person who did the 2004 version with Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, which I think is interesting. Uh, Takashi Shimizu, I hope I said that right. Um, is the guy who directed and wrote both of them. And so like he actually kind of was hands-on for a lot of it. And another really interesting thing I just found out is that the little boy played the little boy in all of the movies. Like they didn't huh. replace him in any of the franchise. He was uh the little boy was in all of them as Toshio Sayaki. Did not know that. Yeah, me either. I thought that was interesting. So the American version is pretty much the same. I think most people um, are probably pretty familiar with it. You know, we've got um, instead of it being like a social worker, uh, we've got uh, different people that come in contact with this house. Uh, there is an elderly woman living there, her caretaker, the first person who's there uh, ends up uh, committing suicide. And then the social worker kind of involved in her case is played by Ted Raimi, which, uh, you know, is always a nod to other horror. Um, and he has Sarah Michelle Gellar as like this American caretaker come over to Japan. And he's like, look, I can help give you this case kind of on a temporary basis. And she goes to start taking care of this elderly woman and starts having all these supernatural things uh, happen to her. And there's kind of a lot that goes through it, but mostly I think it's, it's pretty much the same along the lines with all of the other ones. One of the things that I think is really interesting is that this movie and this franchise got such traction that a lot of people uh, thought that it was based on a real story. Um, and uh, Juan Origins, the Netflix version that uh, Nick is watching, actually really tried harder to make it feel more like that. So when you hear 
like uh, newscast events mm-hmm. happening and stuff like that in the background. They're actually taking real events that happened in Japan, like earthquakes <laughs> and stuff like that, so that people familiar with Japanese like contemporary history will be like, oh, I can place that this was in 1995 because these things actually happened. And so they tried harder to give it that feel, um, but it was not based on a real story. It is entirely fictitious, uh, with the exception of there actually being a legendary house, uh, supposedly in Japan, it's a yellow house that is haunted, um, but it's not necessarily by the same ghosts that are portrayed in the story. Um, but like, otherwise it's really, it, it was all fictitious. And I think that they did a good job of making us feel like this is a real urban legend, you know, like it, it, we get, um, it's very different kind of than what we're familiar with, with American horror and what we pass off as urban legends. We've got our candy mans and bloody Marys and stuff like that, but this isn't quite the same thing. It's got a much more, creepy sort of paranormal or demonic or evil sort of feel to it um in a different way than maybe some of our uh, stories and such have here um and i think it's interesting that in the different people who've done content and created different movies and stuff like that in this whole series because there's a lot actually this was the third installment um the grudge was actually the third chapter of the juan uh storyline um, and so it's kind of interesting, you know, that they actually worked to give it that real feel where people actually started giving it the traction that it was a real urban legend, even though it's not. I mean, that's that's what people do, though. They they take media and they adopt it as, you know, the truth. I mean, like um, the the most in like the most famous versions I can think of are some details uh, in religion, like with uh, Jesus's life with Satan. Uh, with the antichrist that are basically today known as protestantism but they came from other places so um it's really interesting that people do that and i don't know like i don't know why i i i don't know like i it's interesting because if you believe in that urban legend then that implicitly means that you believe in ghosts um and if you implicitly believe in ghosts, then you implicitly believe that they can cause violence against you. You know what I mean? Which is interesting to me. It's interesting to actually believe that. Um, there are I a lot guess, of people who do, though. Yeah, like, truly. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I kind of believe it a little bit myself. I don't want to. My rational Stephen Hawking side <laughs> of my brain's like, that's freaking ridiculous. But the primal part of me, the scared of the dark and scared of the unknown is like, yeah, I'm never going to that yellow house in my entire life ever, even once. Now, every time you see a yellow house, you're going to be like, eh. You know, it's like every time I see a triangle house, I think about people in bear suits burning alive. I don't know what it is. It's some weird association that I don't understand. We have an A-frame a few miles from us. It's like, it's it's a landmark A-frame. Like, when you've reached the A-frame, you've gone this far down the road, you know? And, like, I drive by it all the time. And I'm like, yep, it's totally Winnie the Pooh. That's Winnie the Pooh, exactly. There's a, there's actually a, uh, there's a cool, um, there's a cool um, artist called Beastrack. And uh, Beastrack, they do a lot of stuff that's derivative from other stuff, so a lot of fan art. Um, I don't generally support fan art or copyright infringement, but I really like Beast Rex stuff. And actually, I believe did the Midsummer thing with Winnie the Pooh, which was really funny. Um, but yeah, so um, all right. Well, uh, so did you guys? I mean, did you guys like what you like what you saw? Did you think it was good? Did you think it was scary? Like, would you recommend it to your friends and family? 
-hmm. it was really weird watching it as an adult now you know because i was a huge buffy fan as a kid and so like sarah michelle geller was my everything you know so it was very different watching it now as an adult versus watching it as a fangirl back in the day um it's definitely not as good as i gave it credit for when i was like 13 14 years old for sure oh, i guess i was like 18 in 2004 so um but i will say that i think my favorite part about it is that it does still have like the final girl like moment at the end of the freaking movie like that made me really happy just because i'm a big fan of the final girl trope in general um so that being said though like it was iconic for its time like there were so many trendy actors that were in the 2004 version um that a lot of people don't even know who really are today except for they were in this other horror movie i saw or, or whatnot um but i think that the story in and of itself is good and it definitely had a creep factor for sure um but it's like it compared to today's horror it really doesn't so i was watching it with jocelyn a few weeks ago and she was scared of it because of the girl creeping down the stairs and the sound the wah you know but morgan i watched it with her earlier tonight and she was like mom you said this was a scary movie you know and so like compared to what kids see today in scary movies and stuff like it really doesn't have the the scare factor there's some good jump scares to it i think you know maybe like a six and a half seven out of ten could you explain the final girl, uh, the final girl plot point? Like, Say that one more it, time. You broke up for a second. Can you explain the final girl, the thing with the final girl, um, just for anybody who might not be aware of what it is? So the final girl is just the idea that there's like the girl who at the end survives anything and everything that kind of gets thrown at her um, and that she is the, you know, she's the Lori from Halloween or she's the Buffy or she's the girl who always like fights to the end woohoo um and they did that in the end of the grudge movie um, the american version where uh jason bear uh, her boyfriend is like being eaten or having his soul swallowed or whatever you want to call it by the ghost you know um and she ends up like setting the house on fire and like getting out of the house and surviving um which is the whole thing and sarah michelle geller for like a good portion of the late 90s and early 2000s was a pretty popular tropey final girl she was in i know what she did last summer scream 2 like she was buffy like there was a lot of final girl buffy or sarah michelle geller moments in that era um and i think they kind of just played american movie just to get it more ratings and stuff looking back on it now before we move on to next uh before we move on to next impressions uh i do want to say that, uh, you know, I'm a little out of practice, but I will say this. There is a rule 34 of Buffy the Vampire oh Slayer. It's called Muffy the Vampire Lair. Go look it up. All right. <laughs> There's way afraid. more than that, I promise you. I was really that, afraid. I, I That's the only one experience. I know of, okay? That's the only one I know of, right? Um, I'm researched, but not that researched, okay? I was, I was so concerned you <laughs> got this rule 34 of Drew on. It's like what the See, fuck? Nah, man. Do you want? Uh, I don't. I don't understand. Like, I don't even understand Ghost. how that would work. Ghost I mean? It's because of the face. <laughs> so see, yeah, exactly. So their face is it's uh, white um, uh, for a reason. Uh, it's not makeup, guys. It's not makeup. Um, yeah. All right. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna make another joke, but I was like, "Oh my god, that's too far." Yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna scale it back just a little bit on that one. Um, 
Bad Pope. Bad Pope. <laughs> Where's the squirt bottle? Uh, exactly right cool now. off. Cool down. Um and uh and so um but Nick, what did you think, man? Did it did it did it uh did it scare you? It seems like you were more traumatized just by kind of the more human stuff that happened yeah. in that sucker. I, I don't think I was really scared by anything. I was more like what's going on right now yeah i was like what i people are getting away with a lot more these days i feel like uh i feel like back in the day like if you watch a 40s and 50s movie absolutely nothing was going on everything was racist but also wholesome somehow it's really weird it's a really weird time (laughs) all of disney You're like your wife. Oh, it's Peter Pan. Ooh, what did they just call those Native Americans? Oh, dude, that's not even like totally the version of Peter Pan was so racist. Yeah, but for some reason, it's still like you still feel happy at the end of it. I don't know. I really tried to, but like you know, it's once you know better, you do better. And I really couldn't enjoy it like I did as a little kid. Like even the music was kind of racist. Like, jeez. So like. But then nowadays you can just get whatever you want. You just put whatever you want on the screen if it's uh, not on cable, which cable's just about dead. I don't even know. I don't even. Yeah, people I do still pay for cable. I think like, oh. that's a thing. <laughs> the true. death of cable will not happen, and I'll tell you why it's not going to happen. Oh, because the streaming services decided everybody and their mama needed a fucking streaming service. And um, so now you got the Paramount, you got the AMC, yeah. you got the HBO, you got the Discovery, you got all these other small fringe ones, you got Disney Plus. It's it, it, people are going to run right the hell back to cable. Yeah, but there's no Dude, pay, there's no commercials. Like, hundred dollars a month for like all of my streaming plus like the Showtime add-on and the Stars add-on and like yeah. all of that. Yeah, it's close to like hundred bucks a month. I was paying the same amount for Xfinity. Um, Jason just said there are two hundred million people in the United States who still pay for cable. Why? I hate ads so much, so I will pay whatever it takes to not see commercials or ads. I am a sucker. I have YouTube Premium. I know what it means. <laughs> I do too, actually. I love it. So you know I what? I really, it. I can't justify not having it because <sighs> to would, be able yeah. to download and watch later, like and yeah. It, yeah. So I'll I'll important. get whatever streaming service <laughs> just to not watch ads. <laughs> no you guys hear that Netflix is introducing a commercial uh, a tier with commercials? <sighs> yeah, just get I cable. Did. So is Disney Plus actually? <laughs> oh my. And HBO Max, like you pay, you're paying for not commercials, but they yeah. sure as shit run those pre-run HBO Max commercials. Yeah, if it's, if it's freaking unskippable. If it's a new, if it's a new show, they put the they. Oh, you want to watch House of Dragons before you watch uh, Samurai Guys, Jack? <laughs> for the last fucking time, I don't care about House of fucking Dragons. <laughs> Fuck off! I just want to watch Harley Quinn. What the hell? Word. Christ cakes. No, no offense to anybody who likes House of Dragons. Um, I do we all actually. Have different... I'm not gonna lie. It, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't I have do. time really for it. Right now. <laughs> we 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 all have different tastes, and some people have bad taste. It's okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never uh, seen an episode of House of Dragons, so I actually cannot definitively say. There are way. things I like about it that are way better than Game of Thrones ever was. Oh, interesting. And, like, that says a lot. Oof. Like I really, honestly, fucking there is shit that like Does I have, it, like. Did Georgia R R Martin write through, anything? <laughs> the series without crying one time like i'll be impressed because like i'm pretty much like i'm desensitized but there's some like emotional shit where i'm just like oh no and like it's so easy to empathize with the way it's written and like it's really good it's really good 
I cry at the drop of a hat. I cry for yeah, anything. Like, I don't I'm, normally, I'm and I've already cried like four times in this show. Like, it's a lot. Um, to answer your question, Nick, um, it's based on, I guess, the continuity before Game of Thrones. Uh, and so I don't know how much of that George R. I don't know if he, like, actually wrote, like, the source material. Mm. Your but book's so good. It's supposed <laughs> it's... to be based off the fire in this book. Oh, oh the, okay. Got it. Okay. So uh, there you go. Hmm. Maybe he did write it. <laughs> so, like, I don't know anything about it, but I guess that's the storyline it's supposed to be based mm. off of. Because it's so Rhaegar like Targaryen, right? Yeah, uh, Matt Smith. <laughs> it's Rhaenyra and Viserys is king. Jaehaerys was king before Viserys. Jaehaerys was Viserys' father. And then Viserys, like, names a girl his heir instead of his brother. And then, like, there's a bunch of drama and some people die. And there's some kids who aren't fathered by the right people. And then cousin or nephew and niece get married. And, they're, like, there's drama. There's a lot. A lot. So, but I don't know anything about the book, so I don't know how true to source it is. I just know that the writing is really good. <laughs> I read Game of Thrones, and I read the, I've read the whole Game of Thrones series, and uh, there's supposed to be two more books, but uh, we all know that I've read the entire Game of Thrones series, um, <laughs> as it ever will be. Um, so, uh, I haven't read any of the earlier stuff, though, like uh, that or the Hedge Knight or whatever else. I haven't read that, so I couldn't tell you. I also haven't seen the show, but. Uh, that's mostly just because, I mean, Game of Thrones, like, it was, like, the coolest, most awesome show in the history of history. And then Until they... it wasn't. <laughs> Until it wasn't. Until after season five. <laughs> I, so, like... season... I think season seven was when shit got really stupid. Mm. It was, like, season seven. Like, yeah. It yeah. was. Never and I'm, I'm not even highly critical <laughs> of stuff. Like, I'm, like, a guy, like, I'll, I try to enjoy everything for what it is. But having Daenerys, spoiler alert, guys. Having Daenerys freaking basically burn down King's Landing after spending seven seasons being like, I'm going to free people. I'm going to help people. I'm not going to use all this violence and shit. And then just raised, just scorched earth on King's Landing was just like, yeah, okay, I can tolerate a lot, but that's stupid. All right. Like that's a break, you know, whatever. It's fine. What happened? nothing just the way that they changed her character yeah. completely and like how it was a complete it totally yeah there was a lot i think it's just they, they couldn't stick the landing they didn't want to put daenerys on the iron throne and they couldn't stick the landing and figure out how to do it correctly because they're not some of the most highly paid writers in you know the industry or anything um that's what so I'm now I, want, I guess i should read the the, the source for house of the dragon because i want to know if they rewrote stuff from the source to be able to make it fit with what actually happened in the oh. show Game of Thrones. Because now, like, I have questions. Because, like, I understand now oh, why man, Daenerys kind of did what she did and what happened. Like, I yeah. we need to start another podcast called Dragon Masters, and we'll have the Dragon Master host it and just ask us questions. <laughs> oh Lord, sister podcasts. <laughs> there we go. About different fantasy stuff, maybe not specifically Game of Thrones, but all things fantasy. Our homie, I mean, I'm watching our a homie lot Dragonborn. Right I'm watching the other one too, the, the 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 Lord of the Rings one, which I'm actually really having trouble following. Like it's good. There are parts of it that are great, and then there are parts of it where I'm just like, eh, yeah, wife whatever. loves it. She loves it. Yeah. I, I I saw the first episode. I thought it was all right, but she um she really likes it a lot. Um, she's been following it. I haven't. But then again, I don't watch a lot of TV, so that might have something to do with it mm. as well. Sure. 
I did watch Batman and Harley Quinn though, and that was hilarious. I watched that earlier today. Isn't that like the best ever? I love it. It was really movie. cool. Harley Quinn, she's just up on stage. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> that one. That one actually. If I hadn't seen the Harley Quinn show that they have on HBO Max, this one would have put me in a catatonic shock with just how. <laughs> milk in the bar i died like that was everything i mean he shotgunned it like a boss too like he's totally. like, <laughs> so i saw that well before the harley quinn cartoon came out like then i watched the harley quinn and batman movie probably religiously every night for like a good few months like it was really one of my favorites it's rock solid so, i was, I was like, very impressed like- with it but I mean, DC animation is just is fabulous. Um, I'm a huge fan of like most of their animated stuff. I really liked the uh, Batman, uh, the Batman Ninja one was really cool. Um, the animation for that was really cool. They got a, they got a lot of really cool ones. So as far as the the Dragon the Dragon Masters the the Macabre Masters spinoff fantasy podcast, <laughs> um, that sounds like a great plan. Um, I'll get back to you when I have some fucking time. No, um, <laughs> that was or a when joke. you okay. have time. <laughs> Patreon us so we can all quit our day jobs and we can be podcasters. We can just obnoxiously Whoa. talk. You know, it's actually really interesting how much people will pay just to listen to people talk. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. the same way. Like I used to pay people. The, now I'm poor. The Stephen, the Stephen, the Stephen Fry thing. Like he just came out with a new podcast, and I'm like, uh, I need Stephen Fry's podcast. You guys watch The Sandman at all? Not yet. No. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> I haven't yet. I, I said yet. I didn't say I won't. You know, so I haven't yet. I was too busy watching Batman and Harley Quinn. Being a chef, yeah, working fifty hours a week, I don't have. <laughs> don't have <time>. Word. <laughs> oh, my cat's here. Hey, Batman. Um, but the uh, yeah. So, guys, uh, in in kind of wrapping up the Grudge, I guess uh, it's a it's a classic. It's interesting. Like the Grudge movies are really classic, and they did make a really. Uh, Beth touched on it earlier, but they really did make a huge, like splash, kind of on the cultural zeitgeist, like. Uh, it's the same way with the ring, like um, and so much so. I guess in Japan they release movies where they're growing. <laughs> yeah, they they fight each other versus. <laughs> really, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you weren't on the first episode. <laughs> Dude, you're like in space, just looking around at whatever your cat is doing, and it just <laughs> like whole fuck. There's a whole mood to it. I forgot that the ring was our first episode. Yeah, no, we talked all the way back, uh, all the way back wherever it was. Yeah, there's like Sadako versus Juwan, where the little boy <laughs> fights the girl from the ring. <laughs> That's fair. I'd I'd watch that fight. Who's your money on? Mm. <laughs> Juwan. <laughs> really? I don't know. I think I got the girl in the ring. Well, she Japanese. Is it the Japanese or the uh, American? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's fair. Crispy lips or wet hair? <laughs> Rough. All that big tangent just to say that I, I I need to watch the rest of it before I tell you you need to watch it or not. It's pretty pretty ridiculously off the wall so far. I don't think I'm going to finish it, honestly. Like, <laughs> it was... I just need to turn on the news. Like, if I want to watch all of that, like, I don't really... I don't know. That was a lot. Like, it was 
intense and it went from like one really shitty situation to another just mm-hmm. really rapidly like i didn't even like it had bad energy just trying to watch it so i don't even know if i'm gonna finish it honestly like it just didn't have good vibes and it was done well is the shit yeah, thing it looks like, really it good really dark <laughs> like but i don't know if i want to sit through that like it's you know no different to me than like clickbait about animal abuse or child abuse on the internet honestly like i think that it's unnecessary to have to put all of that into something to to make a point like it could be good without having to be that graphic like Mm -hmm. especially in that kind of i don't know like it was one thing right after after another like and for the first 20 minutes like it was like crazy so i don't know yeah i would agree with you it's probably a lot Had some technical issues there. Sorry about that. I think my mic might have just ate it, guys. Oh, no. I'm not positive. Post your P.O. box and have someone send you a microphone. Send me a mic, guys. (laughs) Don't send me a shitty mic either, okay? Like, this voice needs the best of the best. (laughs) All right? Everyone gets Samson QTUs. (laughs) Exactly. Um, road some pods. Sennheisers like up in here. Oh, uh, MK whatever the thousand dollar microphone. Oh, Sennheisers, they do it right, boy. <laughs> they do it we'll right. We just have to create Pop Masters Amazon wish list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, mine will just be a bunch of Rule Thirty Four DVDs. Oh my oh, gosh! <laughs> the glistening. The glistening. Yeah. Oh, by Bringing the way. It back. <laughs> For my job, I actually had a meeting with um somebody who uh, is a podcaster, um and I told them about Macabre Masters. But then as soon as I told them what it was about, they were kind of like, "That sounds great!" <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm yeah. out of here. That's how it always um, goes when I explain at work. Everyone's like, "Oh, you brought a podcast? What do you do? We talk about horror movies and uh you know cryptids and folklore and uh." Sometimes serial killers, although we're after most, we're most famous for sympathizing with Charles Manson. What? I don't know. Oh, after after I wasn't even there for that and I still agree with yeah, that. After stance. the Dahmer Netflix show, I don't think I want to touch uh, serial killers anymore. It's ridiculously hmm, left a bad taste in my mouth after it. <laughs> Dude, okay, I didn't watch it, but I'm just like the taste I did in Dahmer's it mouth after it. I, it's that just, was a wild ride, it's just like bro. everyone is talking about it. And I'm like, there's nothing else I think I could add. It's just, it's too popular right now. I don't want to talk about serial killers anymore. So what you do <laughs> is you do serial killers and people who nobody's ever heard of. You do yeah. Anatoly Moskvin. Oh, yeah, we, we did, did that, yeah. Or you do Ratman, which we didn't do. <laughs> Ratman. <laughs> Ratman is like beyond the fucking pale. Like, we'll need a double disclaimer yeah. for that one. Okay, like, so what? If we do another serial killer, it's going to definitely be one that's not heard of. We're not going to be like, wow, did you know back in 19-whatever, Jeffrey Dahmer, whatever? It's like, yeah, it's old news. Okay. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about something nobody's ever covered before. Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> they covered Gacy and Dahmer. Oh, yeah. And Ed Gein. And Ed Gein. That's yeah, so we silly. did Ed Gein as well. Yeah, we hit, we hit the main ones. We hit the trifecta. The father, son, and holy ghost of <laughs> damn of serial killer I think assholes. The fucking coolest serial killer thing I've seen in a long time was that American Ripper show where they tried to prove that H. H. Holmes was actually Jack the Ripper as well. And that was a pretty cool, like interesting little docuseries, but it wasn't I was sad. 
they couldn't prove it i was like so hoping that they would like by the end of it because there was just so much circumstantial evidence that like really could have corroborated it and then they were like no i mean jack the ripper is essentially like gone into mythology by this point you know what i mean like i mean hh holmes at the same time too he was america's first like renowned serial killer that we know of the um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who H.H. H. Holmes is. Maybe we should do a podcast on that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get me educated, you know? But, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I like doing the serial killer stuff, and I think it's fine. But I don't think it's particularly... I think with the exception of the Charles Manson episode, um, yeah. which there was a lot of really deep analysis on uh, really what it even means to be a murderer, what it means to be a criminal... Um, and also my proudest moment on Macabre Masters ever was me doing my Charles Manson impersonation. Right? Oh, well, how did I miss that? I have to go back and listen to that. I did it in the style of Billy Joe Armstrong from Live Freaky, Die Freaky. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, you remember <laughs> that? We did it yeah. on the side. It's been so long. Oh, gosh, this is so long. Because I'm Charles Manson, and I do stuff like this, and I talk like this. And if you look up at me, you see a god. You look down at me, you see uh, a mouse. And you look right at me and you see yourself. <laughs> yeah. This, I, but, dude, but that's pretty on brand. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, well, that's, that was just me misquoting Charles Manson right there. I'm sure. Uh, his, I'm sure his Jew on, you know, white face version is good with the Nazis like thing carved in his face. is going <laughs> to He's going to walk up and he's going to be like, why did you say those things about me? It's like, yeah. Paymon oh. and Paymon and Jew on, uh, Juwan Manson are gonna be at the end of your bed tonight. I'm, t- well, I'm that celebrity you. death match is dark. I'm like, I'm like, listen, guys, like, you guys are gonna have to settle this among yourself. All right, I'm going to sleep. I got work in the morning. Fuck y'all. Okay. Fuck y'all. Yeah, they both get up from hell and they're like, why don't you? I ever get the hot women ghost? Why doesn't that happen? You know, like fucking the ghost of like, I don't know, what's a hot woman that died? I don't know, Betty White. You know, why doesn't yeah, Betty yeah. White fucking show the, up? You the know queen. what I mean? Why doesn't the queen show up? The you American know, queen. The, the American queen. Up? Not the not the traitor queen. Oh, Freddie Mercury, why doesn't he show yeah. up? Just, yeah, why is it? Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Shit. It's not fair. Why doesn't Lilith show up? Like, come on. Oh, hey, no, the, I'm, I'm on board with that. That could be fine. Yeah, Lilith, Lilith is uh, she's the original boss bitch. All right, so like I'm with it. I'm with it. Come hang out. We'll play some Uno. I'm surprised um, we made it this long. It's been an hour. Cards against humanity with Lilith. <laughs> the uh, that actually that's one of my favorite lines from the ICP song. Uh, when he says uh, he says um, I play uh, oh my God. I find peace in the graveyard. We do. Me and the Wraith sit and play cards. And in the background, Violent J goes, Uno, bitch. <laughs> Dude, I fucking died when I heard that. Like, the, I love ad-libs in rap. If you guys listen to rap music, the ad-libs are the best part. Skirt! Um, so, yeah. So, basically what we're getting at here is that um, Juwan's awesome. Later seasons of Game of Thrones suck. New shows are pretty decent, except for the interview with the vampire show, which is apparently changes everything Down. about it. If you want true source, don't watch it. It's good. The, the set work is amazing and beautiful, but it is not interview with the fucking vampire. I actually think it's a real shame. Like when like um, you have like um, because people I think they tend to forget like that, like in these shows and in these movies and stuff, like so many talented people like really put a lot of effort into it and then have it fucked up by writers 
who probably put the least amount of effort into it and they just wreck it. It's really heartbreaking. You know what I mean? So when you have like perfectly shamed frame shots and you have, you know, like all that stuff and you have great, you know, set design and all that stuff and the actors are on point and they're doing their thing and making it happen, but they got a shitty script. It's a tragedy. <laughs> like it I just mean, sucks. It's not even the script isn't horrible. It's just not fucking interview with the vampire. It is not the vampire chronicles. Like they have changed too much of it where it would have been a great fucking show if they hadn't tried to do that. If they, if they hadn't tried to make it interview and just written it to be what they wrote it to be like, it would have been fantastic. It would have been a great new vampire show, but now I'm all like, it's a bastardization of some bullshit. I strongly suggest everybody just go read the book interview with the vampire <laughs> and then read all the rest of the vampire chronicles. Like Word. go do it. They're great. They're freaking awesome. Great books. Rest in peace and rice. Um, with that said, uh, we probably should wrap this yeah. up. Um, <laughs> do you guys, so. uh, <clears throat> do you guys have any shout outs uh, that you want to give before we get out of here? Um, let's see. I, I let's, I guess, uh, it's a bit of a downer, but uh, rest in peace to our cat Twinkle who passed away. Um, and that's why this episode is taking so long to come out. Was uh, that happened tragically and suddenly? And also, uh, rest in peace to Sarah's grandmother who just uh, passed away a few days ago, as according uh, two days ago, according to the podcast recording. So, um, and you know. Thank you to you all. There we go. Bringing it back up. Shout out to you all um, who are listening and keeping it real. Uh, you keep me going. And uh, yeah, I love making content for you all. Hashtag simp for neck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beth. Um, shout out to Pope for constantly being persistent and making us like figure out a time to actually do the podcast even though it's like one in the morning mountain time right now um you know we make it work no matter what's going on uh, a shout out to my professor slash boss who was a badass who i really would not be getting through this semester without her kindness and compassion and grace um and shout out to the listeners everybody who is like hey when are you guys gonna release more shit which i actually get that question more often than i really expected from like people i actually know like hey don't forget to tag me when you guys release more stuff so like that's cool to know that there are people actually out there listening um and to my family who have been working really hard and trying to go through a lot of new changes and phases um as my kids get older and as life changes and we have more stuff going on um you know, it's been a rocky few weeks, and I'm really proud of my family for everything that we're kind of pushing through and getting by. Um, I couldn't do it without Jason, and I couldn't do it without the badass kids that I have, who are probably Macabre Masters' like biggest fans in all reality. <laughs> like, um, so, but yeah, so I really appreciate you guys um, just for being able to keep it going because it's been a rough time, kind of, for all of us. I know. Um, my condolences, Nick, to you and Sarah. I know y'all have been through a lot lately. Like, so um, I hope things start kind of turning around for you here soon. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, um, I only have one shout out this week. Um, uh, shout out to Stephen King's Ghost Rider because uh, that new book was clearly ghostwritten. So uh, shout out. I hope, you, I, I hope you fucking paid you well, dog. Or 
doggette. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Is that how you say female? I don't know. Well, <laughs> female Bro. dog's a bitch. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to say that. Uh, so shout out, shout out to uh, whoever, <laughs> that ghost wrote that. <laughs> whoever ghost wrote that uh, book. Whoever wrote the new Halloween movie, I hope that you stub your toe every day. <laughs> Like, every Tuesday for Such the next 25 years. Big I hope inconvenience. <laughs> every Tuesday for the next 25 years, I hope you stub your toe for what you did to the Halloween franchise. <laughs> That's my King James at the moment. Yeah, yeah, seriously, seriously. Oh, yeah. Uh, one last thing, I guess, is uh, I should say, like, uh, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, um, listeners out there, um, so we have a few things in the works uh, here at Macabre Masters that we're trying to kind of get off the ground. Um, one is I started my Quicklit series, uh, which is where the fairy tale thing by Stephen King came in. Um, so I've been releasing it on a weekly basis um, just to kind of help fill in the blanks with content while we all deal with adult life and just, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Nick also has a series that he is working on um, that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, it sounds really amazing and I'm super stoked on it. Um, if you want to go into it a little bit, you can, um, you know, or if you want to hold off, you don't have to. Um, I can just give you the title. I'm going to call it Folklore from Across the United States. And I'm going to start off with each of our Macabre Masters' uh, home states and regions and the folklore that comes from it. Um, I'm trying to find a good time to record because I have really, really noisy neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the reason it's been like being pushed back is the neighbors above me like roll bowling balls and the other neighbor beside me has two dogs and runs her vacuum all the time so just finding a good spot to uh record it and also to memorize the script because i keep messing up <laughs> why don't you just monitor it why don't you just put it on a monitor i mean that's what i do with quicklet like I just yeah put it on the- i i still trip up and then i have to sit there and <laughs> Be like, why Why am I messing up so much? And then I just stop recording for an hour. What I'll do, dude, like, honestly, oh. is if I mess up, I will actually stop for, like, two seconds. Mm. So on the audio file, I can see it. Yeah. And I'll re-record the whole line. And then I'll just cut out that previous one and just sync them together. So hmm. it should sound seamless. I'll you just got to... You got to give yourself space. Like, you can't talk yeah. too fast when you're recording a script. Yeah, that's the... Th- I, I talk bump to bu- end to end so yeah i'll I'll work on it i, I gotta get it out there it's been sitting there for a month too <laughs> i want this series man i want to see yeah. it so um point being you guys check that stuff out there's a lot of stuff coming um and uh beth right now doesn't have any side projects except getting through school and getting through class um but uh we of course hope to hear something from her pretty soon as well um with that said guys hope you enjoyed this episode it's a little bit long a little bit of bonus for being so patient with us um and then uh beyond that i hope you have an amazing beautiful week we love you and um we hope that you're awesome and uh we'll see you later peace and guys send best some good vibes her allergies are really 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 messing her up so we love you she needs good vibes bye